Yo, yo, what's up, world? Philadelphia Podcast, episode six. It's your boy, Wild Tuna here. Before we get started, you know I gotta give a quick shout out to our sponsors, hiphopsis1987.com, drippyfish.com, Digital Crate Studios, Show Grow Official, Retro Wave, and Big O's Rolling Papers. So you gonna, we on episode six, season two, and we taking a trip to Nova Scotia today. So I got Ken Crew in the building. Ken Crew, say what's up to the world. Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up? Yeah, we got Ken Crew, man. We got Ken Crew from Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. I need all the details on what's going on out there in Nova Scotia, man. So talk to me, man. Give us a little rundown. Yeah, you know, Scotia's a, a very great place right by the water. Uh, known as a little small fishing village, but there's uh, a lot more to us than that. And currently, right now, we're uh, kind of taking over in music. There's a lot of amazing talent that's coming out of here, and you're going to start hearing Nova Scotia a lot more often. That's dope, man. That's dope. I definitely want to hear more about Nova Scotia. So tell me about you guys, though. You know, how how is making music out there working for y'all? Pretty well, since it's not a huge city yet. It's a lot easier to stand out. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a a great environment for us to to start and grow in. Um, We're looking forward to eventually moving on to bigger cities and stuff as well, but we love where we're from. Right, right. so, so making music. So, what what style uh, of music did you guys grow up listening to before you know you dove into the music scene yourself? What what kind of music were you into? It was mainly hip hop for me. I know Jesus is different, but yeah, he grew up listening to hip hop. I was more of the R and B hip hop world. Right, right. Still similar, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, just so everybody know that's listening, and we got Ken Crew in the building, Brandon. And we got G, just so everybody knows, two voices coming in. You got Brendan in the building, and you got G. So, hip-hop, R&B, tell me your top three all-time, you know, all-time music, what y'all listening to? Give me your top three artists or groups, you know, it might be groups that you listen to. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely a difficult thing for, for us to do that. Yeah. Uh, and, and both of ours are completely different. Uh, so, for mine, my top two. Like uh, the Chainsmokers and Edge here, and even though neither of them are in the same world that I grew up listening, right, to, right, and where a lot of my a lot of my love and inspiration comes from, even those two guys, right. That's I'm good. gonna throw you a huge curveball. This is my mm-hmm. Little Wayne, okay. Number one, number two, Nickelback, okay. Number three, Tyler Yawa. Okay, dope, dope. So I I listen to I listen to Nickelback. I listen to Little Wayne. The last one I'm not familiar with is that is that a group from um, from out Nova Scotia? No, uh, probably, I'm not sure where he's actually from, but um, he uh, he's blowing up right now. I've been listening to him for a while. He's actually touring with Post Malone right now. Oh, dope, dope! Shout out to Post Malone. Shout out to Post Malone. That's love. That's love. All right, bet. So, so are you guys? Are you guys friends? Are you brothers? What's the story between you two? Okay, dope. That's what's up. That's what's up. How old are y'all now? Uh, 24 and he's 23. Okay. Yeah. I turned 24 this month. Okay. All right. That's a bit. And how, when did you, um, what ages did you start making your own music? Uh, I would say we started 
dabbling around the age of like 16-ish, 17 maybe, or maybe a little before that. More than, it was probably probably about 14, 15 is when like we first started. It was like super rough then, but it was like grade 6, grade 7 when we started. And okay. then we started taking music more serious when we were 18 and I went to school for audio engineering. And then we started treating it as a business for about the last two years. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, that's a, that's a good move. That's a good move. So, you know, stepping into the business world, what have you learned so far? Is it is it more appealing to you now that you know what's going on behind the scenes or does it take away from you you create it, you know, creatively? What do you feel? It, uh, it can definitely be a little bit of both considering uh, you really learn that everything for the most part is not what it seems. Right. Um, however, it, it, it's definitely a very interesting industry to be in and it's, it's, uh, it's a place that really makes you work for what you want. receiving your music the way you wanted it to outside of where you're from? Yeah, so ironically, because the internet is so uh, vast and you can reach anyone, most of the people that genuinely follow us and support us are actually from our city. Um, normally what tends to happen is that you start to get, um, start to grow your fan base outside of your city and once your city sees that you're finally doing things, then they start coming back to you. It's right. kind of what I've noticed that happens a lot. Yeah. Okay. So it's been great. We've been receiving a lot of great feedback, especially outside of our city. But now our city is also supporting us, which means a lot. Right, right. And then when when you move outside the city, have you been uh, doing shows or touring or anything? What have you been doing? Not yet. So that's the side that's coming up. We've basically just been focused on growing our catalog, making the right connections and moves, and growing our fan base. And the touring is the next stage to that. Right, right. Okay, awesome, awesome. So working, you work with uh, Karen, a good friend of mine. Um, that's who plugged us in together. So she's out of, uh, you know, she's up in Toronto, I believe. I believe. Yeah, I think she's from Montreal, but she's yeah. worse in Toronto. Yeah. So you know, working with someone, you know, across, you know, some distance from you guys, is it is it difficult? You find difficulty, or do you guys travel a lot? Uh, we've been traveling more now than we have before, mm-hmm. um, but. Because of the internet, because of phones and all that kind of stuff, it's, you pretty much know everyone, right? So you can talk to anyone at any point in time and almost be face-to-face with them. However, that face-to-face connection definitely does add a lot. Uh, and we have yet to have that with her, yeah. but we have a pretty good repertoire just from conversations. Right, right. So she's obviously putting you in the right places, so shout out to her. I mean, getting you on the Philadelphia podcast, a good move. So next, what's your next uh, step in your career? What you, were you guys' goals for the next year? So essentially, we're going to be A-list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, that's that's the, that's the good goal right there. <laughs> Our goal for the next year is to really kind of grow this fan base to something that allows us to live our lives freely and basically make a, a full time off this music. Um, but essentially, like just collaborating with really good artists putting out really good music and content and uh, and really growing the fan base and then starting the tours in 2020. Right, right. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. Any any plans on, uh, you know, dropping any future albums? I know you got some projects out now. Um, you got a lot of accolades, actually, when I was going through you guys' resume, you was looking pretty good on paper. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank so, you. For sure, for sure. So um, what's your um, plans for, you know, your upcoming drops and, you know, any albums that you plan on, any projects you've got coming up? We have quite a bit in the works for singles, and I think that we're 
probably in six singles, you know, dropping them uh, probably month to month, you know, every second month. Um, for now, well, we've worked on an album, but we really want to still, you know, tune into our sound and really find out who we are because an album tells you a lot about the, the band or the artist. And we really want to make sure that when we do come up with an album, that it's fully us, you know, that we fully found our sound and we're standing behind that 100%. So mm-hmm. I guess that will come as we release these singles and as, as the year goes on. Right, so that's right. the best part of what we do is that we're, since we're able to create with so many other people, it allows us to experiment with different sounds and, and just make good music in general until we find something that like really resonates with us and that's when the album will come. Right, right. And you guys, I believe you almost broke 2 million streams on, on uh, uh, that's Spotify. That's correct. pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So two million streams. I mean, I guess, I guess the people like what they're hearing. That's a good. It's that's you don't walk across that every day. Right. So, so working, um, coming up, you know, with the age, you know, of music right now, uh, how do you feel that your responsibility? How how responsible do you feel, um, you know, making music for the youth? Because you know they're listening, they're tuning in, and they're listening to every message that you're putting out. So. How do you guys handle, you know, having that responsibility unintentionally, but, you know, you got it because they're listening? Answers to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, when it, comes to, when it comes to that, like, we definitely do take it into account because we know, like, we're, we were influenced by music growing up. So kind of what is, what is being said is important. But at the same time, you have to be true to yourself when you're writing. And mm-hmm. you can't necessarily curate things that are specifically just for someone else's listening purposes. Mm-hmm. Because it shows through very quickly, right? So you have to be true to yourself while trying to keep that in the back of your mind. Right, right. Yeah, a big, a big thing about it too is, um, you know, if you, if you make a song that's a little bit out there and you maybe don't want, you know, the youth listening to it or wasn't like, wasn't the best advice, you know what I mean? You got to have them party songs or whatever as well. It's times like these in the interviews or other meetings where you can talk to the youth and, you know, reach out to them and connect with them, like on our social media and stuff, you know? Right. So you can use other platforms than just your songs to reach out to them and to, like, make sure that they're doing the right things and you're inspiring them and pushing them in the right way and not down the wrong way. Right, right. That's definite. So so when you guys get to that A-list level now, are the fans going to be able to still reach you in your DMs? I know you're going to be busy, but are you going to be able to, you know, are you going to attempt to do your best to reach back out to your fans and your listeners? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people... You know, on a celebrity wave, they don't really reach back out often, you know, right. when it comes um, to social media. Yeah, so. exactly super important to us because every single one of them that reaches out are, are there because they support what we do for the most part. And uh, and we wouldn't be able to be where we are without them, without their support. So we make it, even though we're not at that A-list yet, we're, we make it a point to always reply to every DM that comes in um, unless it's spam and then we just chuck in the garbage. But we sit through everyone because we want to make that fair to everyone. And we want to be there to help everyone as well, right? So if they have questions that they want to know, they want to get to know us better, like that's what the DMs are for. That's why we're more active on Instagram. Right, right. For sure, for sure. I definitely dig that. Well, do us a favor. Give us your Instagram. For those who don't know your Instagram yet, give us your Instagram where we can find you on social media, you know, and where we can find you on all your platforms, what, what music you have. Yeah, so everything is Kid Crew Music, so Instagram is our main platform that we use, so if you do want to get in contact with us or follow us, follow us on Instagram at Kid Crew Music.
music. Mm-hmm. And if you want to check us out on Spotify or Apple Music, it's just King Crew. All right, dope. So definitely look up King Crew. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to ask Ken Crew a few different questions. We got the background, the musical history. We got where they plan on being. So when we come back, we're going to take a little step outside the industry and see where we're going to get. So we'll be right back on Philadelphia Podcast. It's your boy, Wild Tuna, episode six with Ken Crew, all the way from Nova Scotia. Let's get it. All right, we back. Episode six, Philadelphia Podcast. You know it's your boy, Wild Tuna here. And we got Ken Crew all the way from Nova Scotia. They dropping hits. They almost at 2 million streams on Spotify. They looking real good right now. So make sure y'all check them out on all social media at Ken Crew. And make sure you look up that Spotify, Ken Crew. That's K-I-N-C-R-E-W. Am I correct? Yeah. All right. There we go. So yeah, so we back live, man. We got everything going. Ken Crew's here with me. We're going to talk a little sports um, you know, did you guys play sports coming up in high school? Did any college, any sports? Yeah. What you guys into? We were both fairly active. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. We, uh, I played hockey mostly growing up, and mm-hmm. then a bit of lacrosse as well. Okay. I was a lacrosse guy, but I also played a lot of high school sports like basketball and soccer and all that stuff. Right, right. That's a good thing, man. Stay active. That's a good thing. So, did you guys ever, you know, aspire to go to college and play, or go to, you know, professionally? You know, when you were younger, was that a dream of yours? Um, yeah, when I was younger, I wanted to go to the NHL, but never, I was never, I never really thought about college or university because I was still young. I didn't really know that was a, that was a thing. Right, right. That was a um, step. When I was growing up, I was uh, really, really big into lacrosse, so I, I played nationally for a couple of years. However, there wasn't really a career in lacrosse at that time. Like the highest paid athlete, I think, made like maybe fifty, sixty thousand a year in lacrosse. So like mm-hmm. it wasn't something that was really an aspiration. Right, right, um, right. But it was definitely something that I was interested in. Right. That's a good thing. Yeah, so with with sports nowadays, man, it's um you know, it's really a highlight. Especially over in over here in America, it's really highlighted. You know, it's a lot of revenue coming in and out all the time in the sports world. Um, so right. what happening now is there's a dispute. I don't know if you guys hear about it, but right now there's a dispute that um, you know People believe that college kids, being as though they're bringing in so much money, I believe close to 14, I want to say it's a $14 billion industry, 14.2. This is overall, this is all across the, you know, across the nation, all college sports collectively, just off of sports, bringing about that much money is exchanged. So what we're trying to figure out, you know, what we're debating about on our end is whether they should get paid or not, and if they should be paid how much should they get paid um so what is yeah. your what is your take on that if, you know, if, if they're bringing in that much money mm-hmm. pay them like what do you mean like that's ridiculous these kids are bringing in that much money and you're not going to pay them you're just going to use them and make a bunch of money off them well they're hurting themselves you know putting blood and sweat on the line you know you're making all the money off them that's not right to me that upsets me right right what about you what's your what's your take on that well, I mean, I like to like okay. If they're also not getting paid, that means that normally they're going to have a job outside of that as well. So then they're going to have a full time sports career, essentially full time school, and then a side job outside of that to try to pay for that. Or if they have you know tuition, stuff like that, they're fine, scholars and stuff. Right. But still, I mean, at least at least a portion of that should be going back to the players, right? At least. Right. At least some form of compensation. I'm not saying they should get paid millions of dollars. 
good son, right? That's how I, I agree. I agree because one, I'm like, you know, I feel as though they're paying kids and, you know, they pay to go to school to learn salad, you know what I'm saying? They're students. But then, you know, there's an other end when they're actually putting in half their time in school for whatever sport they're playing. And that's bringing in a lot of revenue, a lot of revenue. And, you know, that's on the paper. You know, there's also side bets. There's also, you know, other things that go into, you know, sports. This is all sports. So just the documented money is enough to make every kid go to school for free. I don't see why not. I don't see why they shouldn't get paid. If they don't get paid, I feel as though we should make a notion to put that money that's being made in sports towards the school's tuition so students can get a little benefit from that money that's coming in. So that's my take. You know, the opposition says that because they're students, they shouldn't be getting paid because they're students. They're here to learn. And we all know that that diploma, I mean, you know, that that document, once you, you know, graduate, isn't guaranteeing you a job. You know, it gives you higher chances. Yeah, yeah, it sounds about that to me too. So that's that. That's that's what we think on that. And um, the next question I have is: You guys didn't have like fifty Grammys. You didn't win all the awards you could win. What do you want to do outside of music? You know, once you get to that one spot, where do you want to go after you got everything accomplished? You want to do on your music end? So we definitely both have different avenues on that. I'll let Brandon answer first. Okay. Um, a big thing that I always do talk about with my dad that I want to do is uh, I want to open up like a, a rehabilitation center. Mm-hmm. I want to buy a big, big piece of land like out in the uh, out in the country summers right. and help people with addiction and kids that like don't have nowhere to go and uh, and bring them out there and help them like just get away from the city living and all the craziness and kind of learn some new ways on how to deal with life and learn some new trades and stuff like that. Right. So I, I want to put my money back into that and like and do that, help the youth and help people with addiction and stuff like that. So that stuff that's really close home. Yeah, that's major. That's major. Is it? Is it? Is that a uh, problem out there that you you know you got with drugs and stuff with the youth? Is that major problem that y'all got I mean, going on? I feel like that's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem everywhere. You know, we see it all the time, especially now. Like kids can get their hands on a lot more than we could when we were younger. Right. So I, I feel like that's just like a problem worldwide than, than necessarily right here. Yeah, definitely a worldwide issue because we have that issue. We you know since I've been in high school, I'm thirty. So since I've been, you know, in high school, it's been a thing, whether it was painkillers with athletes or, you know, it was whatever, you know, anything they could get their hands on, it was just a go. So I yeah, definitely good. see definitely see that being a, a major issue. So it's dope that you want to make that facility happen. I wish you the best of luck on getting that together because it's definitely needed. So, you know, that's major right there. Shout out to you for that. Appreciate it. Thank you. So what we got on the other end, bro? What you want to be? We got, we got you know, major, major facility in the works. I want to get some, I want to get some charity that when you get that started, let me know. I'm going to donate. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get, I'm going to help y'all get that rolling. Cause that's major. So what, for sure. For sure. For sure. But yeah, I mean to cut oh, you off. Uh, I said, I mean to cut you off. What, what was your plans after the music, after you get the music accolades and all your goals are met, where do you see yourself? Uh, so, Right now, I uh, I'm a videographer as well as in music, as well as music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spend a lot of time also growing my videography business, um, and eventually I want to get that to a point that it's you know recognizable around the world as well as my music. Right. Um, and on 
of that, just I just like business in general. So uh, people like Dr. Dre and like Rick Ross and like a lot of people that are really successful on top of their music are people that really inspire me as well because I want to be able to kind of build something much greater than music at the same time, um, something that puts me in a position to do stuff like Brandon said in the sense of give back and create those opportunities for a lot of people. But first, you have to win in order to do that, right? You have to be able to put yourself in a position to win in order to put others in a position to win. Right, correct, correct. And that's the hardest part, man, because, you know, along the way, you see a lot of people need help. You see a lot of issues that you want to dive into and just, you know, just fix. But, you know, it takes a lot. It takes many people and many hands in the pot to make it work. Um, so definitely, you know, as long as we keep people like you around, keep building, keep you guys rolling, you know what I'm saying? Support the people who want to do good for others. It, it should all go down the right way. So definitely going to get my support. Definitely keep rolling with that. have any artists that you look up to that kind of uh, I know you mentioned Dr. Dre and Rick Ross you know on the business end but you have any art artists that inspire you to do other things outside of music too Definitely, definitely tune in to Gary V. That's my guy, man. I, I got to watch it at least once a day. <laughs> at least once a day. Okay, so last question I'm going to ask you guys before I let you go and take over Nova Scotia, man. There's a lot of music being put out worldwide. There's a lot of, you know, dope visuals. There's a lot of great concepts that are being put together in music. So what are you going to give us? Give us a little preview of what you're going to, you know, put in your next project to make you really stand out in the world? What can you bring for us? Well, I'm going to put this in two different answers. I'm mm -hmm. going to answer and I'll bring an answer for both two different uh, mindsets on this. All right, that's a bet. Let's get it. So, I'll go first. Uh, I truly believe that, like you said, there's so much music, so much content that's always coming out. It's, it can be pretty difficult to kind of cut through the noise and create that that following, right? Mm -hmm. um, so in my, in my opinion, it's not so much about the music and the videos and the content as it is about the brand and the people behind the brand. Right. So for us, I think it's super important that we do these types of interviews and we do these types of, of, of content online so that people get to really know who we are and like who we are. Right. Uh, because once they, once they see who we are and like who we are, then they're going to like our music. Our music's already up to par. Our content that we're putting out is always getting better and evolving. And if that's the case, then normally, nine times out of ten, if they like who we are, they're going to like the content that we're putting out, right? Correct. So I think it's really, really big on us to just always be in people's faces so they can see who we are and like who we are, mm -hmm. and then always be putting out collaborations with people that they like already, people that maybe haven't heard of us here through someone else and then come back and see the content. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely a huge move for us. It's just things like this that just always be who we are because no one will ever be able to be who we are. You know? Right, right, correct. I like that answer. That's a real good answer right there. That's a real good one. What you got for us, bro? You got another one for us? You got another perspective? Uh, right, he he yeah. kind of killed it, right? He our, wrapped that one up songs, nice. <laughs> our, our songs are just, like, they're getting so much better. They're going to be crazy. The ideas that we have coming up with videos is going to be crazy. We're going to be standing out on a lot of different levels. Mm-hmm. We know how to get in people's faces. We know how to put our stuff out there now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just, everything's up to par. Our sound, our visuals, and we just have a lot of crazy videos and songs coming out that people aren't going to expect. It's going gonna, it's gonna to really make some noise. That's a bet, just, yeah. Just to touch base one more time, too, one more thing, is that uh, it, no matter how good your content is, if no one hears it, then no one's going to care, right? So right. at the end of the day, I always preach that it's all about how many people you can actually get in front of with your music for them mm-hmm. to judge whether they like it or not. Because if you can get in front of a million people, then you can have a hit. But if right. you only get in front of a hundred people, then they might not share it fast enough for that to go viral. And exactly. Really gain it is it is i really do i push a lot of artists that you know being a creative you, sometimes you're not even in the zone of even caring what other people think of the music you know what i'm saying but when you're in the industry it's all about what people think and to have people make music not only for themselves but to make music for people that's that's going to put you on another level and that's what you guys do and you know the streams the streams count for itself but it's only going to go up from here man now that they hear you they're going to keep hearing you we're going to keep looking out for you to drop some more music, definitely. Um, whenever you guys want to come back on Philadelphia Podcast, more than welcome. You know what I'm saying? I want to get you on season three. You know what I'm saying? Definitely get you guys. And hopefully I can get you on a tour on a show or something out in Philly or New York or, you know, whenever you come out to the States, let me know. Listen, let me know. I'll plug you right in. If you come to Philly, you come to Philadelphia, you good. You know what I'm saying? Come hit me up. I'm going to give you the tour of the city. And you know what I'm saying? Plug you guys in. So definitely, before we get before we get out of here, you got any shout outs? Anybody you want to give shout outs to? You know what I'm saying? Just shout out to uh, Philadelphia Podcast. Shout out to Karen for making it happen, and uh, just don't forget to follow us at King Crew Music. All right, all right. Yeah, that's Philadelphia Podcast Episode Six. King Crew, they're gonna get out of here and get back to work. I'm gonna be waiting for that new album to drop, them visuals to drop. We're going to push them and promote, repost, keep sharing, and we're definitely going to keep the message in music and the message behind the music, and that's to make everything better for everyone, man. So I definitely appreciate King Crew coming out. Best of luck in your travels. Hope you win some more awards, and we're going to wrap it up. So shout out to my sponsors one more time. Hip Hop since 1987, DrippyFish.com, Showgirl Official, Big O's Rolling Papers, and Digital Crates.